Thursday, July 1st, 2021. Today, from our news team, xCloud comes to all Game Pass Ultimate subscribers. Overwatch is making big leaps in terms of crossplay and a drastic change to this show's format. This is the Culture Jack News Desk. This is the Culture Jack News Desk, your source for stolen information, hot takes, and your weekly gaming news. I'm your host, Archimedes Abigail. If this is your first time at the News Desk, thank you so much for joining me. I'd like to welcome you to subscribe so you don't miss out on what is going on in the gaming world. Also, if you're new to the podcast, welcome. This is one of five regularly scheduled shows that we host every week. Starting your week off on the right foot, we have Monday Madness with Anthony. On Thursday, we'll meet back here for the news desk. On Friday, Dustin hosts the Friday show. Tune in Saturday for on today's episode. And then round out your weekend with some movie news at the Weekend Wire. On Sunday, of course. Uh, And before we get into the news today, we had a big announcement this last Sunday. I don't know if you if you tuned in to the Weekend Wire, but Anthony made the news. As, as I said last week, they don't let me know what the big announcements are. They don't let me know what the big goings on behind the scenes here at Culture Jacked are. So most of the time, I'm just left here in the dark. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. But we did have a, a change, a change that... Not only was I left in the dark about, I was surprised. I had to revamp my entire show, caught me off guard. And so I don't know. We'll see how it we'll see how it goes. But I'm not pleased. I'm not happy with their decision. Well, it's not that I'm not happy with their decision. It's I'm not happy that they decided to leave me out of it. Now, I don't want to sound like some kind of curmudgeon. I don't want to sound like a negative force on the Culture Jack podcast because you come here for for positive, uplifting takes about comic book uh, movies, uh, about TV shows, about video games. You don't come here to see a internal interdepartmental drama unfold and and hopefully, I mean, hopefully Dustin and Anthony don't put me into that kind of position again because it's an, it's an uncomfortable one for me to be in. And I'm sure they're not happy with how it went down either. I'm sure the next time they make a decision like that, they'll be sure to include me. With all that being said, let's take a peek at the news. So uh, our first story uh, comes from thegamer.com, uh, headlined... Xbox Cloud Gaming now available to all Game Pass Ultimate subscribers. So the story goes as such. It's been a long time coming, but Xbox is now ready to deliver the next major expansion of Xbox Game Pass. Xbox is making xCloud Gaming, Xbox Cloud Gaming available to all Xbox Game Pass Ultimate subscribers today on both PC and iOS devices. Via the browser. If you remember before, uh, Phil Spencer had mentioned that Apple and iOS were being particularly difficult when it comes to having the xCloud service available via an app from the App Store in the iOS in the iOS uh, system in the iOS environment. Cloud gaming will now run on Xbox's custom Xbox Series X hardware with data centers around the world 
having been improved. So the article goes on to say, here's what Xbox Game Pass cloud gaming expansion will mean for subscribers. That they can now go to the xbox.com backslash play on PC or Apple devices. Supported web browsers include Safari, Chrome, Microsoft Edge. From there, Xbox Game Pass Ultimate subscribers will have access to a library of over 100 games to play entirely through their browser. Streaming quality will be 1080p resolution and up to 60 FPS with no gaming caliber PC or mobile device hardware required. Uh, it does say, though, that there are some notable limitations on Xbox Cloud Gaming through Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. To start, Cloud Gaming is only available in 22 supported countries, so some regions will be left out. Players will also need a Bluetooth or USB-connected controller for full use of the service. Now, I've been seeing a lot of this Backbone controller being advertised on social media websites and the like, so that's probably a good option for you. I'm not sure if the regular standard Xbox controller will work for that, but it just very well, very well may. Uh, though touch controls are available for around 50 of those Xbox Game Pass titles with support for other games in the works. The Xbox Cloud Gaming website will check for these things before starting a game. As for more general limitations, there are just a, a few notable details. To start, Xbox Cloud Gaming is limited to just Windows 10 PCs though Windows 11 will obviously be supported down the line as well. It is important to note that the Xbox Game Pass library for cloud gaming is distinct from the PC and Xbox console Game Pass libraries. A game will have to be specifically available for cloud gaming in order to be able to, to be played. So there are still over 100 games available for the cloud, but subscribers should make sure to check that list to make sure that their favorite one or the one that they're interested in in playing is included. Regarding the data center hardware upgrade, Xbox says that improving the data centers to Xbox Series X caliber hardware will have recognizable benefits. It means faster loading times and improved frame rates immediately. Xbox also notes that additional features for cloud gaming are being explored in the future. For gamers who may not have access to a gaming PC or console, this is some very exciting news. Xbox Game Pass Ultimate subscribers now have access to games including Elder Scrolls V Skyrim, Doom, Halo the Master Chief Collection from their PC browser or Apple phone or tablet. Uh, it, it's very interesting that this is that it finally got done and it got done in a way that includes iOS devices as well. As Phil Spencer and the Xbox teams have said, that was one of the major hurdles in the past, and they did say specifically that they were going to be looking for a web browser solution as opposed to a in-store app solution that uh, they obviously got there at the end. Here's some gaming headlines, uh, and you may notice some differences in the show now before when we'd go through headlines, when we would go through articles, we would give you a, a lot of information on a lot of things. So. I'm paring it down. I've decided along with my assistants to pare down the gaming headlines to a couple of big stories and then a couple of, I guess you could call this almost a clickbait section of the show. So if you see a story that strikes your interest that maybe you didn't know was going on, it will lead you to the ability to maybe go take a look at it elsewhere 
research it a little bit. If there's something you want to do a little more in-depth reading about, um, and just make you aware and keep you abreast with the things that are going on in the gaming world. So to start with, Sonic Origins ports are not emulations and will run natively. So apparently there were some other Sonic ports that had come out to different consoles that, well, they didn't, they didn't play as well as they could have. Castlevania Advance Collection has been raided again. And so this is a compilation game with several different Castlevania titles included. And I can't remember where it was raided at, but there was a rating that was put up on a store's website or review page or something along those lines that exposed this in-development game. So this game hasn't been announced. And a good many of the games that we see coming from these studios are not yet announced, but they are leaked. And so we have some idea of the things that are to come. Assassin's Creed Valhalla director joins Motive, the studio behind the alleged Dead Space reboot. And so that's Eric, Bap uh, Eric Baptizat who worked at Ubisoft for 16 years, has, has decided to make the move to EA's Motive Studio. Speedrunners are beating Ratchet & Clank uh, Rift Apart, the new PlayStation 5 game, in less than two hours. I think the it was close to an hour and a half. Redfall started development in 2017, and that is by Arcane Studios, the one that we got to see the cinematic trailer for at E3, but they were assisted by id Software as well. Fortnite leaker claims Epic is working on preferred inventory slots. So this is an interesting development for Fortnite. For those of you that do play Fortnite, you'll already know how you would like your shotgun to be in the third slot, your sniper rifle to be in the fourth, and your healing item in the fifth slot. Well, this does just that. It will allow players to, one, it'll have a default setting, so if you get a shotgun, you get an SMG, you get a assault rifle, it will automatically slide it into the slot uh, of the game's default setting. However, you can also change those defaults reportedly so you can decide that you want your shotgun in your first slot and you want your bow and arrow in the second slot or whatever, whatever it is, your, your long range weapon. An early version of Minecraft thought to be lost has been found after 10 years. So this is a really interesting story, and I, I, I'm a little bummed that I've chosen this new format so I don't get to go into this one, but basically there are uh, archival experts, and we've talked about archival and, and storage and preservation on this, on this podcast before, but they had recorded every sequential update for Minecraft, and there was one that was just missing, that they could not find. And then someone had, they posted up a screenshot of it or something, and they went into an old data stick that they had. And this particular version, a very, very early version, had only been live. This update had only been live for something like 20 minutes, I want to say. It was two hours or 20 minutes. Uh, but it was very, very brief time period that someone could have snagged this update and made sure that it was preserved. And so they, they got very lucky in preserving this particular piece of Minecraft history. 
Borderlands 3 now has crossplay on everything but PlayStation. Now, if you'll remember, in years past, PlayStation has been the holdout when it comes to crossplay. Though there is PlayStation crossplay in many Battle Royale games like Fortnite and Apex Legends, other games like Rocket League, your Call of Duties, there is those crossplays available for those on the PlayStation. However, it looks like PlayStation still has some holdups about going completely cross-play. Uh, and here's a rumor. Insider Jeff Grubb, and we've we've talked about Jeff Grubb on the podcast before. I even heard him on, I believe it was Giant Bombcast, was where I last heard Jeff Grubb talk. But he claims that Hideo Kojima and Xbox will soon sign a deal for a new game. So we'll see if that has any any weight to it, that particular rumor. A Plague Tale Requiem developers spent hours studying real-life uh, rat swarms in action in order to get those rat swarm details correct in their game. Uh, indie game had to remove references to medical bills because they confused non-Americans. So it's this indie game Cozy Grove, and apparently at some point in the game, one of the characters tells the other character that he uh, is going to need to kickstart or crowdfund his appendectomy, which <laughs> I guess in in playtests and in, in preview copies and the like, people that were not natively U.S. born found that to be confusing because it doesn't cost five to $10,000 a surgery or more depending on your level of insurance. And even though you may be insured for a $30,000 operation, the insurance company doesn't pay for more than 50 or 60% of it. So you are still in the hole for over $10,000 on that type of operation. And so they had to remove that. And it's so weird that it's those small cultural things that are different, different enough that they'd have to be considered as part of a game's overall production. 343 Industries doesn't want Halo fans to grind the battle pass like it's a job. So I got an opportunity to look at this new battle pass. I mean, you know, anyone that has the Internet has an opportunity to look at it. But uh, though there weren't many details on the battle pass itself, uh, the way that it operates is so cool. So anyone that's played a free to play game like a Fortnite, like a Apex Legends, where they have a battle pass to pay for the game, where you can purchase cosmetics and weapon wraps and emotes and dances and signature catchphrases, and you can get all of these things and you pay little bits of little tiny bits of money along the way. They also have a battle pass system wherein you pay ten dollars for the the three month season or the four month season and that $10, as you level up your battle pass by playing and getting experience, you will get different costumes and cosmetics and add-ons. And if you go through the whole battle pass, it will give you enough in-game currency to get the next battle pass, so you will not have to spend another $10. You will just have to uh, use your in-game currency that you got. Now, what Halo is doing differently is at the end of a normal battle pass, the season ends, well, any of the rewards that you did not get, they, they're they gone. You miss them. You maybe can purchase them again later in the, in the, in the store, uh, like a new skin or something along the lines. 
But what Halo is doing with their multiplayer, and I think it is genius, and a lot of people think it is genius, is you buy that Season 1 Battle Pass, you can keep it forever. You can continue putting the experience that you get in-game toward that Battle Pass, or you can put that experience that you get in-game toward a Season 2 Battle Pass. And you can keep as many of these things, so you still have that opportunity, that option, to level up these different battle passes and get the different rewards that are offered in them. I think it's I think it's amazing, but they don't want fans to grind the battle pass like it's a job. Speaking of Halo Infinite, their multiplayer is going to feature its own ongoing story. So similar to the uh, canonical lore that is featured in games like Fortnite and Apex Legends, each season is going to have uh, another another little bit of lore for Halo Infinite multiplayer, which is, it's so cool. Uh, Steam Summer Sale is going on, or it went on, I can't recall. So if you are someone who uh, has Steam, uses Steam, uh, this might be something that you might be interested in. And so it might be over though. So I apologize if you missed it. Speaking of Fortnite, Loki is going to be a tie-in skin. This July, he might be out already, as a matter of fact, but he's going to be a featured skin with, you know, probably a pickaxe set, probably a glider that he's going to come with and background music, whatever else, just like all of the other Marvel and DC uh, tie ins. The tie ins in Fortnite are so expansive, prolific and abundant. Microsoft Store on Windows 11 will let developers keep 100% of the revenue for their apps. So this is actually two news stories that I saw. So there's this one, which is great news for developers for apps on that system. However, uh, Microsoft will not uh, take that 0% cut for game developers. And so that will still be that split. I, I think earlier we reported that that split for Microsoft had gone down from originally maybe it was a 75-25 split to something like an 88-12% split. So 88 to the developer and 12% to Microsoft or to Xbox. Um, so that, I guess, is going to continue there. But who knows with the amount of pushback and blowback that they got from the last time they did something like this. What was it? It was a Game Pass, a Game Pass cost that they kind of walked back and made sure that everyone knew that Game Pass, not Game Pass, but uh, Xbox Live Gold would be for free. Uh, Halo Infinite has no exact date yet. Now, I know this was a big uh, point of contention with Anthony. He was very upset that there was no release date yet for Halo. It was just coming fall of 2021. But that's because Phil Spencer says it is waiting on other games. And so I don't know if that means it is waiting on big ticket games like the Call of Duty games or Battlefield 2042 or if it is waiting on other Microsoft first party games, those Microsoft exclusive games that those developers are getting the bugs worked out so they don't, you know, kind of step on their own toes. But that was kind of the reason for that. Uh, We already talked about Xbox Cloud Gaming on iOS. That's going to be huge. Uh, I don't know if the internet that I have necessarily could handle it, but there it is. Uh, This is just a headline that I I wanted to remind me. It it says, all PlayStation State of Play July 2021 rumors. Now, 
we had E3 2021, which was absent PlayStation, which was absent Sony, as they have been the last couple of years, even pre-COVID, they sat out the big event to host their own event. Um, the last state of play was in February. And so the the best rumor that I've heard online, or at least the one that I've heard the most times online, is July 9th. So kind of keep your ear to the ground, keep your eye on that date on July 9th, and we'll see if maybe that pans out for anything anything here. The Nintendo Switch Pro release date is now rumored for 2022, and that's all I'm going to say on it. We've talked about these Nintendo Switch Pro rumors enough Legacy of Cain remaster is rumored to be announced this year. And so that is a remaster, not a remake, which would be incredible. They should remake the game. It was one of my favorites when I was a boy with the PlayStation. Uh, a remaster will be good, too. I'd be happy to get my hands on Legacy of Cain Soul Reaver again. But, you know, come on, remake the thing. It was a good enough game. Battlefield 2042 will pad out empty servers with bots. So EA DICE confirms that it's implementing bots to fill out empty slots in Battlefield 2042's highly anticipated 128 player mode, which is good. That will be less uh, wait time to get into a lobby. Uh, and it will probably be pretty seamless whether, I, I mean, I guess depending if the majority of real life human players are on one team and then bots are mostly on the other, or if it'll be interspersed between the two. I, I have no problem playing with bots in the game. If you'll recall, during Titanfall and Titanfall 2, they had grunts, specters, uh, soldiers on the battlefield that were also taking, taking turns shooting at you along with your real-life opponents. Now, this isn't necessarily gaming news, but because I was cut so short so suddenly by Anthony and Dustin, those bastards, I just wanted to mention... A follow-up to last week, we talked about Batman's cunnilingus with Catwoman. <laughs> and this week, uh, remember Zack Snyder? He put up that picture on his Twitter of Batman doing the deed between the legs of a very, very indulgent uh, Catwoman. Uh, <laughs> he put up that 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 picture that it looks like he had commissioned. Um, well, it was taken down. He got DMCA. Now the, from, I was listening to, who was I listening to? Someone else, uh, might've been the weekly planet, but they were talking about, there's really two options for this DMCA takedown of this picture from Zack Snyder's Twitter account. One, the original author, he could do it. Uh, but most likely, Zach had this thing commissioned, so it was someone who was down to show it. And the other option, of course, is the the property holder, uh, Warner Brothers and DC. And so <laughs> this whole thing would have been dead. This whole thing would have gone away completely. Uh, a new news cycle, a new week would have come and swept it into the wind. However, you just got to keep it alive, Warner Brothers and DC. Whether you want to say that heroes don't do that... If that is your opinion, that's fine. But if you want that to be an opinion that is more recognized, keep things quiet. Just let things blow by. 
but they didn't. We'll see how long we can keep this controversy going. Uh, I know we're talking about mostly gaming news here on the news desk now. However, if I can talk about uh, Batman sexual proclivities every single week just to keep Warner Brothers and DC on their toes, I will absolutely do it. Uh, and then uh, one more headline from Built In here, how NFTs can disrupt gaming. Now, I thought this was an interesting article because Anthony, a few weeks, did a, a few weeks ago, he did a episode on cryptocurrency, the blockchain, and NFTs, or non-fungible tokens. And so non-fungible tokens are, of course, pieces of art, videos, uh, soundtracks that can be given their own identifying uh, identifying characteristics within the blockchain that these some of these same cryptocurrencies are riding on. Now, how NFTs can enter the gaming space is if if we can have the the example that they gave was specifically a special kind of rifle that was used in one game, used in a battlefield game or a Counter Strike game, and that one had a very specific identifier in the blockchain, well, then that rifle could theoretically be moved over and used in a Call of Duty game or in an Apex Legends game. It could also give independent artists the ability to develop skins, raps, music, and other things specific to a game, but then also be able to profit off of them continuously, similar to how a, a piece of online art could if it were an NFT. So something very interesting to think about and and to think that that future that Anthony talked about on that Monday Madness not so long ago is also creeping its way into games. Just a couple of dates to keep in mind. July 6th is Nacon Connect. July 22nd is EA Play Live. And will we get the next uh, PlayStation State of Play on July 9th? Well, we'll have to wait and see. All right, everybody, we've got a few gaming trailers that that came out this last week or maybe this last two two weeks. But I'd like to just kind of bring your attention to them. Uh, Dying Light 2 Stay Human got a gameplay supercut trailer, and that is set to be released later this year. Aliens Fireteam Elite got a pre-order trailer, and that's going to release on August 24th, 2021 for Xbox Xbox, that's the series and the one, PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4, and Steam. Uh, there was also a game trailer for July's 2021 Games with Gold lineup. And so the games that they're including in that Games with Gold for any Xbox subscribers out there are Planet Alpha, Rock of Ages 3, Make and Break, and backwards compatible games are going to be the Xbox game Conquer Live and Reloaded and the Xbox 360 game Midway Arcade Origins. Uh, Overwatch did get a crossplay update is, and that is live now. Uh, and that's a crossplay between PlayStation, Xbox, uh, PC, and Nintendo as well. Scarlet Nexus got a live-action promotional trailer arriving June 25th, 2021 for that game. Melty Blood Type Lumina it got a Japanese gameplay trailer. Madden 22 got a dynamic uh, 
Game Day All Access Deep Dive trailer. Harlow got an announcement trailer. It's an interesting uh, puzzle-looking game, and it launches sometime in 2022 for PC, Mac, and Nintendo Switch. Dungeons & Dragons Dark Alliance got the official launch trailer. I believe that is live right now. Available for PC, Xbox Series 1, and PlayStation 4 and 5. Don't Starve got a, uh, a trailer for New Home, a new mysterious adventure story. So I believe this is a mo okay. So this is a mobile game. It doesn't say when it is coming out, or at least I don't have that information with me. But don't starve games. As far as the survival genre of games, I always found them uh, to be a little bit more difficult. We got Borderlands Three: The Revengeance of Revenge of the Cartels official trailer. Uh, so it's an update with brand new features. Uh, including that crossplay that we talked about earlier, and then Apex Legends Genesis Collection event trailer, and I don't know if that event is even going on because this particular headline came from uh, June 24th, so uh, a little over a week ago. Here's another gaming story for you. So, uh, hackers are using free game giveaways to trick players into mining cryptocurrency. So as reported by BBC, as the article says, the crypto mining malware called Krakonosh has earned hackers over 2 million in cryptocurrency. Researchers at Avast say that these cracked games have been finding their way to over 800 new computers every day. And that's only with Avast antivirus software installed. The malware has been spreading like wildfire across borders with more cases reported every day. According to Avast, the Philippines seem to have been the most number of victims with over 18,000 cases, followed by Brazil and India with 16 and 13,000 respectively. Poland, UK and US, uh, the, the USA have reported over 12,000, 11,000 and 8,000 cases respectively. Besides secretly mining cryptocurrency for the hackers, the Krakonosh malware reportedly slows down your computer, wears out components, and even makes your electricity bill go through the roof. The malware also disables Windows updates and uninstalls any security software in order to protect itself. So Christopher Budd from Avast said, Krakonosh shows that trying to get games for free can get you something you didn't expect. And that's malware. And we can see that this is highly profitable for the malware authors. The company is assuming that the creator of the malware may be Czech, as the name Krakonosh means mountain spirit in Czech fol folklore. However, that is just a guess at this point. Gamers have become a great target for hackers as of late due to the sheer amount of money spent on the hobby. It's not hard to understand why a free game giveaway would be looked at uh, or be looked forward to by so many. Thanks to the rising prices of games, games like Grand Theft Auto V, NBA 2K19, Pro Evolution Soccer 2018, containing the Krakonosh soft malware, not software, do not buy Krakonosh uh, software. It's malware, have been given out on various forums. In March, uh, BBC reported that NVIDIA's unhackable graphics card was also hacked. So... I guess, you know, long story short, short story long, 
if it seems too good to be true, it probably is. Don't give away your information. Don't give malware access to your computer. Save up and buy the save up and buy the games. Or I mean, I guess take the risk if you want to risk, like the article says, you know, burning out some of your system. All right, really quickly before we wrap up the show here, upcoming game releases we have on July 6th, we have a Plague Tale Innocence coming out on PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X and S, and the Switch. Ender Lilies, Quietus of the Nights on PlayStation 5 and PlayStation 4. And Yes 9, Monstrum Knox coming out on the Switch and the PC. Also on the 6th, we've got Crowfall coming out on the PC. Uh, and then on the 8th, we have Sniper Elite VR coming out on the on the 8th on PlayStation 4 and PC. And then on July 9th, we have Monster Hunter Stories 2 uh, coming out for the PC and Nintendo Switch. All right, and since things have been so unceremoniously switched up on me at the last minute without adequate time to repair. I am going to, I am going to start a new segment of the culture Jack news desk uh, called a culture Jack quick game review. And it is exactly how it sounds. I'm just going to very briefly talk over a game or talk about a game that I have enjoyed in the past. And so I, I thought, why not talk about the most talked about game on the culture jack news desk i'm going to talk about fortnite so the game is called fortnite uh, other games like fortnite include games like minecraft PUBG, warzone and apex legends if i were, had to to define what kind of a game it is i would say very basically it is a third person battle royale shooter slash builder kind of now i have not played the single player campaign but as far as what I can tell from the game the game is about a character named Jonesy and Jonesy works for a secret agency now in this secret agency I can't tell if the secret agency is designed to help stop or to um, make it that worlds continue to collide as they do the reason that Fortnite continues to get crossovers like Master Chief, like uh, Venom, Ghost Rider, any of these Marvel characters, or Batman, Superman, Joker, Harley Quinn, any of these DC characters. Um, it, it, this is the excuse that they have for this game to continue, um, to continue overlapping. They've had the Marvel crossover, DC crossover. The Rick and Morty is one in this current season. There is, like I said, a single-player uh, campaign called Save the World. I have only played a very small bit of it, but what it looks like is you are a survivor, and it is more a, a zombie survival game. And you build shelters to defend from the zombies. Now, if you build shelters in the first-person game or in the multiplayer game like you do in the first person game you will surely die the meta for Fortnite has become it's so ingrained if you are not once immediately shot or fired upon 
building yourself a house with a ramp with another another a second floor with another ramp protecting yourself and then firing from the top of that or if they have come up to you building a ramp above them so you can leap down on top of them to shotgun them well then you're not playing the meta of this game and you will most surely die from what I can tell, it also has a robust creative mode, and there has been many, many uh, creative inventions by the fans of this game uh, in that particular mode. Uh, as far as the graphics go for Fortnite, after it was pointed out to me, they are kind of like Spider-Man Enter the Spider-Verse in, in their style. They're a little cartoonish. They're a little soft around the edges. And one of the things that I did notice once I got my Xbox Series X from the Xbox One is the graphics, I mean, just like any other game that's been enhanced for the series line of consoles, have been greatly updated. And so there's actually like clouds in the game and fog effects and uh, where, you know, you, you might zoom in with a sniper rifle scope to see nothing but a mushed up building in an Xbox One, in an Xbox Series, you will definitely see that building. So that's that's kind of nice as well. As far as the gameplay goes, the shooting is decent. Uh, it is definitely not as fast-paced as a game like Titanfall, Apex Legends, Call of Duty. It's a little bit slower than that. So it, it gives... A kind of a, a room for adjustment, room for error, and it definitely makes it easier for maybe not as hardcore gamers to get into. I've seen many people who really aren't into a first-person shooter get into Fortnite very, very deep. The building, now, like I said, there is building in this game. It is easy to learn, but it is difficult to master. So, the first thing you want to do if someone shoots at you, learn how to, to switch and, and build up a wall. Build up a wall really quick. And the second thing you want to learn, build up a wall and a ramp so you can, you know, go to the top of that wall and see who's shooting at you, what they're doing. Um, if you are coming up against a bot versus a regular player versus a master builder, these are all very dramatically different situations. There are bots in this game, just like that Battlefield 2042 said they would probably have. And the bots are easy to recognize. They move from side to side, they duck down, they shoot a couple bullets. And usually if you're standing still, they won't hit you. A regular player, you might see, you know, build a couple of walls. And then there's also, like the Lego movie said, master builders. <laughs> These ones are terrifying to come up against. If you have things that can burn down their buildings or keep them at a distance from you, it's probably your best shot at survival. Or at least that's what I've found. In, in the game, it is fun to emote and see your characters move about in the different skins that hopefully you've earned through the battle pass, but maybe even purchased with your own money. There are a lot of mission objectives in the battle pass to help you earn extra XP, which also keeps the game interesting and engaging. It keeps you with a mission objective that you have to do. So I'm going to give you three points for the best parts of the game, why it's a great game, and three of the worst parts about the game. So three of the best things about this game is they've added a ping system. Oh, <laughs> that's one of the things. It's not really best or worst, but they have they have taken a lot of aspects of other Battle Royale games and put it into this Fortnite game. Like the ping system they did not have until it was shown that Apex Legends had a ping system. The revive system 
brought from uh, PUBG. The reboot system is new to Fortnite or relatively new to Fortnite as well. But I guess that's that's good. You want to take the best components of a genre of a game, and especially if it's a game as popular as Fortnite with as many people playing, you want them to have the best experience that they can. And so having the best experience includes having the best aspects of a Battle Royale game. Uh, so they've got revives and reboots. It is easy to learn weapon rarity. That's my second best part of this game. Like they're very easily color coded. You can very quickly learn the dynamics of different weapons versus different weapons. None of them feel the exact same. None of them shoot the exact same. And you will quickly gain a preference for a particular uh, weapon set in the game. Now, it, like I said, it does have slower controls uh, than other Battle Royale games, and it can slow down some firefights, but you know that the same molasses that you are operating in, the other players are operating in as well. And so it, it gives you that even playing field that you have, of course, in all games, or all, I guess, well-designed games, but it slows things down, so it's maybe not as intense, as stressful. And that sometimes, I think, can be a good thing. Now, the worst parts about this game is... <laughs> There's a lot of children, and so if you join a random squad, you are going to get paired up with a lot of children on mics. I had to listen to the awkward sexual advances of two minors during a game. You, you can, of course, mute the mics, but you know we all went through that learning phase, and so it was awkward and terrible to see um, these two children flirting with each other. Uh, another bad part about this game is... Uh, children that turn into houses automatically like these kids they you know they don't they don't have a lot more to do than play Fortnite, and so they turn into houses they're very good at building they're very good at shooting they're very good at everything and i guess this complaint could be levied against all games that have any kind of fan base that allows children to be on it but they're just too damn good and that brings me to my third worst part about this game is very hyper competitive and sportsmanship is not a thing that you see in this game. And yes, I am not talking about the Call of Duty lobbies of the Xbox 360 era. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about, have you ever got dabbed on by a children after you built a house on top of you? That's what this game, I guess it's, I guess the worst part of this game is the children that play this game. I guess the, just the worst part of this, all of this, look around you, is children. I mean, you know, Anthony and Dustin both have kids, so I can't say that, uh, you know, on their behalf. But one third of the Culture Jack staff or Culture Jacked commentary uh, <laughs> hosts uh, really just despises children. And that's myself. Uh, as far as game monetization goes, the game is free or at least the multiplayer aspect, the battle royale aspect of the game is free. The single player campaign is not I think that is a full $60 if you'd like to get that. But otherwise, they monetize the game, like I said, through cosmetic sales. Skins, emotes, wraps, backgrounds, tools, songs, um, battle passes. Uh, but the battle passes, like I've said before, can be unlocked with in-game currency after you've purchased your first battle pass. And I think there also is... If you, if you don't purchase any battle pass after you've gone through two or three seasons, you will have enough in-game currency to purchase your first battle pass without 
using an actual purchase with regular money cash. So if I were to give a recommendation for Fortnite out of 10, if one being absolutely not don't play it and 10 is absolutely yes, please play it. I'd say it's about a six. It's fun. It's easy to learn. It's a competitive shooter. That is a hoot to play with you with a good team that is all mic'd up. But that is it for the Culture Jack News Desk. Thank you here. Uh, thank you here. <laughs> thank you for, for stopping by uh, to get your daily, not daily. What's wrong with me? I can't do this. I can't do this outro. I made it through the whole episode. And here we are. Thanks for dropping by to get your weekly dose of video game news. Because now apparently that's all that we are and all that we'll ever be. Stay tuned for the Friday show. On today's episode, and the on today's episode, we're actually doing on Wednesdays now because we're doing Loki, and that show comes out on Wednesday. The Weekend Wire on Sunday and Monday Madness, and then we'll see you back here next week for more video game news. Leave us a review if you'd be so kind. The algorithms that control our very life essence, our blood, and our souls are dependent upon your reviews of our shows, and that also will draw other people, other listening ears to these episodes and shows. You can get in contact us in contact with us as well at Culture Jacked on Facebook and Twitter. You can also send us an email at culture.collective.x2 at gmail.com. But otherwise, thank you for joining us here at the Culture Jack News Desk. I'm Archimedes Abigail. That's the news, and we'll see you next week. <laughs>